Spirituality is recognizing and celebrating that we are all inextricably connected to each other by a power greater than all of us and that our connection to that power and to one another is grounded in love and compassion. Practicing spirituality brings a sense of perspective, meaning, and purpose to our lives. This is a quote from Brene Brown. In this episode, I have a conversation with Roxanne Chaput. Roxanne is very passionate about fulfilling and following her purpose. We speak a lot about healing and the healing process. Roxanne goes over what it means to heal and how we can heal. How that if we heal one part of ourselves, for example, in this podcast, we talk a lot about physical, mental, emotional, and social pillars. And if we want to heal ourselves, our being as a whole, we need to focus on all four of those aspects, all four of those pillars. And she talks about that. We also talk about surrendering to what is. And overall, it was just a a very exciting conversation. And it was just great to get her perspective on the spiritual process and the spiritual healing process. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. So welcome, Roxanne to the Mindset Goal podcast. It's uh, great to have you on. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about the spiritual journey and finding your purpose. Um, And I want to just send it over to you. Maybe you want to introduce yourself, tell the audience a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Roxanne Shapir, a little bit of French in there. (laughs) (laughs) I am an inspirational speaker, a spiritual guide, energy healer. I am a shaman, a generational shaman, and I also do life and love coaching as well. Amazing. What's a shaman? A shaman is a healer. So back in, you know, over 100,000 years ago, they were like the medicine men, the medicine women, the healers, the energy healers of their tribal communities. Yeah. It was literally kind of like the doctor of the communities um, back in those days. Wow. Amazing. And how long have you been doing, uh, you know, all of this? Inspiration speaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I come from generations of shamans. So it was kind of something that was always kind of gifted to me. I always felt energy. I always calmed energy and healed energy. However, I just didn't understand that those were my gifts at a very young age. And, you know, a little bit later in life, I kind of really just realized what my true gifts were. And then I, in fact, knew that I was a healer and that I was a shaman. That's amazing. I, I did, did it help like to to have it in your family? Because I know like me making like my change like in my spiritual change, and and obviously mental, physical, emotional, um, all of all of the changes I've made over you know the last handful of years. I mean, my family have never really had a history of like you know protecting your mental well being, um, or even you know your physical well being for that or anything of the such. I mean, we've always gone church. I think that's always been something we, so we've always been spiritual in that respect, but to like, we've, it, you know, we're not that serious with it, but did it help you um, to, to have it in your family or is it something that you kind of like pushed away because it was so close to you uh, a lot? I'm interested. Right. So it's funny enough because as I was younger, I didn't understand that that was in fact my heritage, that that was part of my lineage. I didn't fully understand that. As our family here in Canada, and I'm sure you've heard like throughout the news that there has been tumultuous things that have happened between the Indigenous culture and the Canadian culture and through the government and so forth, residential schools and and so forth. So back then it was very like if we didn't, so I am Indigenous, so I am French and Indigenous, so it's a culture here that is called Métis. So 
AT descent. So back then, if we didn't look of Indigenous, you know, have Indigenous futures, or if we weren't in an Indigenous setting, a lot of us didn't express that we were of an Indigenous background because we were either scared out of fear or scared of the stigma that was kind of casted upon us. So our family never really discussed our heritage, never discussed our ancestry because of like for these exact reasons. So it was kind of something that had came to me a little bit later in life. Yeah. And, you know, throughout my life, I always had a tie to my Indigenous backgrounds. I always wanted to develop, you know, and go and attend powwows. I always felt called okay. to culture and called to the traditional healing modalities of the Indigenous culture, the smudging and so forth. However, it just wasn't something that was very spoken about in my family. So it was something that I myself branched off and immersed myself into. Amazing. So, so it's, it's, I guess then it wasn't so, um, it wasn't taken as serious. Like everyone had to like get involved with it. And then, it, it, but it was something you really, like you really, um, resonated with. And then you took it upon yourself to find out more about. Exactly. And I had had, um, before I realized that I was a healer, I had a dream for almost four months straight where this beautiful Indigenous woman had came to me in my dream for, like I said, almost four months straight. And she was standing in front of this ravina and there was teepees beside her and she had her arms extended to me and she was chanting me this beautiful, melancholy, peaceful song. It was like a chant of like a heat, like it felt like so empowering, so healing, like it was just, I couldn't even explain it in my dream. And I would wake up in the morning and I'd start hymning the song around, <laughs> around the house. And wow. my partner was like, wow, like that's a beautiful song. I'm like, this is what she sings to me. Cause I told him like, she keeps coming to me every night and I do dream interpretation and yeah. I couldn't do the connection and the connection that I felt with her in my dream felt like she was of like my grandmother, like a great grandmother, like a maternal yeah really just like a warm and incredible like safe place to be with her and I had met with one of my elders within my community within the Métis community and I was expressing to him because he was he is a shaman and I was expressing to him the dream that I was experiencing and the chant that she was singing to me and he's like oh my goodness he's like she's calling you to the land she's calling you to connect with your ancestry and to come and heal I'm like come and heal like where am I going and I, I had sang him the chant and he was like, wow, he's like, that is a traditional healing melody. And we, like, it hasn't been heard for over a hundred years. Only wow. my grandfather, my grandfather used to hymn it to me, but they never used it for healing for over a hundred years. But he's like, it's not the exact like melody. It's almost like the notes were a little bit geared toward you. Like it's not the yeah. exact same song, but it's, it's very similar. And I was trying to Shazam the song like every night that I <laughs> Was there, he was like, where is the song coming from? Like maybe subconsciously I had picked it up and, you know, was yeah. bringing it into my dream state. And so when he told me that, I was like, wow, okay. Like, but I was a little bit like perplexed and confused because like, mm -hmm. what, where am I going? What am I doing? Like, what? what am I supposed to, where what am I healing? <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, so then I had met with an incredible spiritual guide shortly after and I was telling her my dream and she was like, yeah, she's calling you to the land to come and heal. And you are meant to be a healer. You come from generations of shamans. You are a healer, my dear. And then when she said that, the like the last night that the dream had happened, I had woke up in the morning and I told my partner, I said, listen, she's telling me to come and heal. I know exactly where I need to go. And I knew that they were traditional ancient healing grounds. And I was like, I need to go. It's pouring rain outside and it's in the forest. <laughs> 
and he's like oh yeah like you're going in the forest by yourself with like black bears and wolves and it's raining out <laughs> i was like yeah i'm fine and i went on this beautiful healing journey wow. and yeah i mean we can go into details about it shortly after but yeah, yeah it was such an incredible experience but from that moment on my life had completely changed my perspective everything had changed it was like i reconnected to my soul it was such an incredible thing. I reconnected to my lineage, to my ancestry, and I knew exactly what I was intended to be on this earth, and it was to be a healer. Yeah, and it's interesting. While you were telling me this story, I I um I was reminded of another. I want to say similar story that I read in um, Matthew McConaughey's book Green Lights. Have you have you read the book? No, I haven't read his book. No. And he was telling a, a very similar story how he had these recurring dreams. And he followed the trail of breadcrumbs. Um, and I, I won't give away any spoilers in case, you know, anybody else wants to read the book. But he follows the trail of breadcrumbs. And he essentially has a very spiritual um, journey like yourself where he's uh, where he does the right thing. And he, and he just feels so much better afterwards. Very similar to your story. Um, so I was reminded um, of that. And and it seems like obviously in same in green lights and obviously in the story you just told that you really found your purpose, you really discovered your purpose. Um, and I know you, you know, you just spoke uh, about this journey. Um, but I also want to ask, what was the catalyst for you to start this journey? You, I know you mentioned the dream as well. But is there any other things that happened in your life prior to this, that really, you know, prompted you to you know to to start having these dreams and and to to go on this journey to discover your purpose absolutely and i think that you know coming from being a young girl and you know just experiencing life and going through life's trials and tribulations i had you know experienced so many unhealthy relationships to a very unhealthy marriage where i ended up leaving with my three beautiful children and mm -hmm. when had my daughter it was almost like that was a pivotal mark that i started to awaken to the life that I was actually living because I thought that I should and that I thought this is what I was supposed to do. You're supposed to have children with someone and stay with them for the rest of your life. You know, like just that whole modality of like how we are supposed to live our lives. And after I had left my marriage, I experienced four near-death experiences. And after each near-death experience, it almost brought me even closer to my awakening period. And after the first experience, it really allowed me to embark on my self-mastery or my soul mastery journey that I like to call it. And as I embarked on this journey, I think that it was prepping me in preparation in order for me to accept my gifts as, as I did. And this journey, you're you're on it. You're you're finished. How how is it going? I don't think that we're ever finished our soul mastery journey. Yeah. I don't think that we're ever finished our journey. We will never attain enough wisdom in order to finish our self mastery journey. I think of it as steps. And once we are done learning in this lifetime, then it's our time to go. And I think that we are prepping ourselves for the next lifetime. Is just you know the ideology that I have, and I think that. We are, we are always learning as human beings, as much as we like to think that we know everything and that we're perfected. And there was always something for us to strengthen and something for us to acknowledge and to understand. There are always ways that we can, we can constantly get better. That's a very interesting ideology. Um, I, I mean, I, I've, I haven't heard of that, I, I guess, not in the way you've described it, but it's, it's a beautiful way to think about it, so that we're always just preparing ourselves for, for what's, what's next. Um, so that, that's beautiful. I really like that. Um, yeah. And also, I want to ask you, can you give some examples or maybe share some stories about spiritual healing, something from uh, either from yourself or from from others you've worked with? 
Yeah, absolutely. So really, I'm going to just kind of preface what, you know, spiritual and soulful and cellular healing is. So we have, we are four layer beings and we have our mental, we have our physical, we have our emotional and we have our spiritual sense. And when we talk about spiritual, this does not mean religion. This this does not mean organized religion. This means connection to ourselves, connection to our own soul, our individual soul. So when we are healing, you know, at a physical level or only an emotional level or a mental level, we are never, you know, healing at a holistic level of healing our energy. And a lot of our disruptions and the things that are causing the imprints within our life that are causing illnesses, mental health illness, emotional illness within our lives is always stemming at the energetic level because our energetic disposition is the strongest component of who we are. Yeah vision of who we are our physical is just our vessel but our energy never dies and that's scientific that's an organized religion that's just you know the way of energy energy never dies so knowing that we are energetic and electromagnetic beings it's important that we are healing at a cellular at an energetic level and not just at one component or two components or three components of our being So when I am embarking on a healing journey with clients it's very important that I for me as a healer is that I am actually healing all four layers, all four aspects of their being and not just one or two aspects because you can't just go to, you know, cellular healing without dealing with the physical, the emotional and the mental, because those things are going to try and get in the way of your soul healing. But healing, healing the spiritual will also help heal the other areas as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the mindset has to be there. The accountability you know, peace has yeah. to be, the acknowledgement has to be there that we all have choice within within our life, right? So it just comes from that. And when we are cellular healing, really it's about our soul and reconnecting to our soul and allowing our intuitiveness and allowing that incredible instinct to prevail over the logical sense of us. So when we are actually calibrating ourselves and we can experience an inner peace within us that is unshakable and an unconditional love towards ourselves that is unshakable, that is when we have done soul work. And that is when we have done energy work, because now we are understanding the exact component of who we are, which is the purest form of who we are, which is our energy, because our vessel really doesn't matter. Our vessel ages, our vessel goes through life's challenges and tribulations. However, so many people are fixated on the superficial aspect of our being. So about soulful healing is really getting down to the cellular to cellular level where it's really going beyond that because any illness that is caused within our body is usually because of an energy disruption that is happening within our body. And this can be childhood trauma, generational trauma, ancestral trauma. And I always feel uh, like forgiveness has always been like the number one thing that's really helped me um, uh, continue to make progress on my spiritual journey. And not necessarily forgiving others either, but just forgiving myself for like mistakes I've made in the past. Because. I feel like sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to, you know, be more, do better. Um, you know, it could like it's never enough kind of thing. And we we always put that pressure as like, oh, we could always just do a little bit more. Um, so so like I, I always feel like starting and like, well, the journey of my spiritual um healing and my spiritual making spiritual progress, I think forgiveness has always or has been um just like a heaven sent. It's just been, you know, just to be able to say like I forgive myself. 
um i you know i forgive myself during this this scenario i forgive you know um my childhood i forgive whatever whatever has happened uh, but just to say that and just to acknowledge the fact that it is okay you know whatever happened um has really helped me um what do, what do you think about that Right. And I think, you know, it's such a beautiful point to this. And this is why it was so important for me. And like I said, being a healer, I want to be able to heal all four layers of our being and not just, you know, the soulful part of our being, even though I, I feel that that's the most significant part of ourselves. But this is why I was so, you know, really just so excited to embark on a forgiveness certification for my coach. Because, you know, this took about seven months out of my life, which was absolutely phenomenal. But this allowed me to actually understand the psychology and the neurolinguistic programming that happens when we retain, you know, all these yucky emotions within our body because we can't forgive ourselves or we can't forgive others because this is the biggest block and the biggest thing that kind of, you know, stops us from truly effectively healing so a lot of us because we can't get over the resentment we can't get over the guilt the regret the hatred all this it really makes it hard for us to heal at any other level except for just having some type of coping mechanisms in order to get through the day so I think that when we talk about forgiveness and we talk about forgiving ourselves is to understand that we are human beings having a human experience and that we are intended to make mistakes and we are intended to learn from our mistakes. We are not intended to be crucified. We are not intended to be judged for our mistakes, nor are others, right? And that's a really hard concept for most to grasp because we always want to blame someone else and we yeah. always want to place the hurt on someone else. However, when we hold on to these emotions, we are in fact giving them our power and saying, because they don't care. Like someone who has wronged you doesn't necessarily care that they've yeah. wronged you. They You're the one thinking about it and perpetuating your unhealthy feelings within you and creating illness within yourself. It's just like, you know, like that great quote, like it's like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. So when we are holding on to all these things, yet we say that we forgive, and yet every time that this, you know, occurrence gets activated throughout our life or another relationship or another scenario where this triggers it again, that means that we have not healed at a cellular level. That means that we've just tried to have coping mechanisms in order not to be activated on a daily basis. Because when we are healing at a cellular level, we are removing this imprint from our energy field where it no longer becomes an activation. So when we talk about forgiveness and forgiving ourselves is that to understand that we are divine beings and we are incredible beings and if we feel that we are good in our heart and that we are serving humanity that is all that matters at the end of the day that is all that matters at the end of the day holding on to anything else and allowing somebody else to carry your power or for you to lose your power means that you don't love yourself unconditionally and that you don't have an unknowingness of who you are at the essence of your soul wow that that was a uh, very powerful I, I completely agree. I think um let, letting go and choosing to surrender to certain situations or to, you know, all situations that, that life throws at you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're helpless in, in situations, but it just means that you can let go of of the of certain things that you the things that you have no control over. You can let go and let, let it be, um, which is, I think, part of for, my forgiveness journey has been to let go. Um, and, 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 you know, a few things that have helped me is just like getting clued up on certain spiritual books, um, like a new earth by Eckhart Tolle and, um, the power of now as well. Um, yeah. but, but just kind of letting go of, of, and, and just surrendering to, to things. Cause, 
like you said, um, and, and the quote was beautiful. What was it? It's like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that's just, it's, it's very powerful. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And um, I think that, you know, it's like, it's so great to what you've said. And I think that the biggest component of forgiveness is acknowledgement, right? Acknowledging and being self-aware that we are holding these hostility, this hostility within us. And that could be non-forgiveness to ourselves or non-forgiveness to someone else. And just because we say the words that we forgive someone doesn't necessarily mean that we are truly in fact forgiving them if, you know, we're current, like we're always being activated by that situation or we feel emotional towards that situation. That means that we have not forgiven and actually let it go. And even unconsciously, like sometimes um, yeah. I remember there, there was there was an incident that happened with me and me and my good friend. And like even unconsciously, like uh, certain situations would happen because we're, we're good friends and um, it would kind of just trigger that memory. And and like, and, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, I've, you know, it's 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 over. It's whatever. But it wasn't until I actually kind of looked within myself and said, you know, this is, um, you know, I either you make amends with this or something has to be done about it. And and it wasn't until I actually looked at myself and, and, and actually, you know, chose forgiveness um, until, I, and now it's funny, like looking back, especially when something happens, it, it like that, like that memory, like is pretty much non-existent. It's like, you spoke about the good energies um, and, 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 you know, it's just other positive energies that get reinforced when, when maybe something similar happens. Um, which is it's just um, incredible, and it's and it's been an incredible shift um, over the last year, um, right? Yeah. yeah, you know, like great to that, and I think that when we when we speak of non forgiveness, and that so many of us carry our shadows, and we you know we try and hide pieces and components of ourselves in order for them not to be seen by the world. Yeah. That also means that we have not forgiven ourselves, that we haven't given ourselves permission to be who we authentically are. And being a human being and anything that has to do with energy is there's always light energy, there's always dark energy, and these things need to be combined and within us. And it's okay to be kind of flowing between both of these energies. So I think that that also needs to be said when we when we talk about non-forgiveness is that we don't need to hide pieces of ourselves to anyone. We just need to be authentically ourselves yeah yeah agreed and and um whatever that looks like to you and and you know yeah and and it, it's just been great the, the whole journey and it continues to be great more so than anything like again like like you said being aware and just being aware of the process and and the journey that we're on is is honestly it's fantastic it's it's just great and um, just accountability you know accountability for our life and accountability for who we are as beings yeah what what is something um, Roxanne, that you would like to teach the audience before you sign off? What is the message you would like to leave them? Really, my biggest messaging, and this is my soul's mission, is to heal, love, and awaken others. And I think that, you know, coming from this mission is just important for others to really allow their intuition and their guiding voice to guide them and stop allowing the logical sense to always interfere or the doubt to interfere with your soul's mission because we all have incredible gifts within us. And it's about asking the questions if we are actually truly living in alignment with ourselves. And are we living for someone else? Are we living for who we think we should be? Are we living for who we authentically need to be? Brilliant. And, and I know you, you mentioned like about asking questions. I know sometimes like to ask a question 
is is just a scary thing because you you don't want to look like oh why am I asking a silly question but it's um but again it's just you know let go and and just ask the question I think he even like having um interviews and speaking with different people sometimes I'm like oh should I ask this question um but I've I think I've learned a lot to just kind of if I don't know it just ask it because I'm obviously if I don't know it there's no point to to speak about it um and it's just and obviously you know most people. it's quite surprising like i think most people are on the same boat about um things you like you know like if you don't know something it's very likely that another person isn't going to know it um so they always like there's no such thing as a bad question Right. And I think that when we are questioning our life's purpose and we're questioning our journey is that these questions need to be self-reflective and it needs to be our own, you know, the questions that we ask within ourselves. And I think that a lot of people are looking on Google or YouTube or trying to resonate with someone else in order for them to be guided throughout their journey. However, you already have the answers within you. It's not on Google and your journey will never be similar to someone else's. You're yeah. getting always different and your journey will always be different than somebody else's yeah your, your mission will always be different it, that's why it's like I, I think i saw it somewhere just quickly here as we wrap up i saw it somewhere that um you you know it's very easy to see like to um, to give a blueprint of like how it is to be successful but it's not easy and it's 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 impossible to give a blueprint on like how it is to fulfill your mission because everybody's mission is different everyone's purpose is different so it's just about finding you know who you are that purpose living that life Absolutely. And I think that, you know, much to that, and as you're going through a spiritual journey or a soul journey or a self-mastery journey, it's really important to understand that most, you know, you would never travel the world without a map or navigation system. And it's the same thing that goes to your spiritual journey. That's why there are spiritual guides out there. There are mentors out there. There are elders out there that are able to guide you, but they are not going to provide you the answers. The answers lie within you. And it's just about guiding you to the right questions so that you can receive the right answers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Roxanne, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute blast having this conversation with you. I just feel like, you know, um, we, it was it's just been such an easy conversation to have. You, you know, you're just so um, passionate about what you're speaking about. Um, so just thank you for your time and thank you for your mission, your purpose. Aww, thank you so much, George. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be a part of your podcasting journey. And finally, I want to leave you with a quote from Roy T. Bennett. More smiling, less worrying, more compassion, less judgment, more blessed, less stressed, more love, less hate.